Welcome to Moving Through and Beyond, a podcast dedicated to sharing inspired journeys of redefining life, vision, and purpose after immense hardship and grief. My goal with this podcast is to give you hope and to let my guest journeys inspire you to make the choice to keep looking up. I'm your host, Carrie Conley. Hi, everybody. This is Carrie Conley, the host of Moving Through and Beyond, the podcast. And I get the joy to bring on to this podcast people that I meet in my world. And a lot of that is when I'm out speaking. And you can imagine that a lot of times I'm on stages with people that are uh, mostly around my age, a wide variety of ages, but it always uh, inspires me when I get to meet a young adult that is going after their dreams. And I met this young woman last summer speaking on stage and she just impressed the heck out of me. So I just wanted to bring on Brie Cook to introduce you to you guys. Hi, Brie. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Great, good to see your face. I don't think we've been in touch, but we haven't seen each other face to face in almost a year now, but you look great. Thank you. Thank you. It's You've been, been busy. Ride. Yes, we have been extremely busy. It's a good busy though. Lots has happened. You got married. We did back in September. Got to meet uh, Bree's husband, Gabe, at the event as well. Launched a, another business on, side of, on top of your speaking business, right? The coffee. Yep. Yep, Valkyrie Coffee Co. Yeah. Where are you located again? Are you in Salt Lake? I think you are or close to it, right? We are more towards central Utah, Pace in Santa Quin area. Okay, awesome. Well, I just wanted you to come on because you have been so good and so transparent on stage and also in our conversations, kind of sharing a little bit about your, your story. How old are you, Bree? I'm 26. Yeah, I knew you were young. <laughs> um, but... You, like I told you from the very first moment that I met you, you seemed, you seem much older than your age, very mature, very grounded, centered, very sure of yourself. Um, I know that you are a confidence and mindset coach for women, and I want you to be able to talk about that in a minute, but I would love for you to just kind of share your story a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I am a confidence mentor and mindset coach, and I help women find the ultimate confidence in themselves so that they can undoubtedly create an extraordinary life. This came to me, you know, I grew up in central Utah, a very small town, and everybody there always had a small town mindset. I was lucky to grow up with two parents who always, you know, had us chase our dreams and reach for the stars. My dad was an airline pilot. And so he traveled the world a lot and came home and taught us about the world. And we always wanted, you know, to experience it. I was 17 when I started dating my first ever serious boyfriend. 17 is a young age to get into a serious relationship like that. I went to cosmetology school and then I immediately moved in with him when I was 18 years old and we chased his dreams of being a race car driver. And we did six years of this. It was just interesting because no conversations ever included us moving forward together or him supporting my goals or me at all. And I really let myself slip away and me knowing this child who grew up with dreams and ambitions and did things way out of everybody's comfort zone. I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing any of that anymore. 
And when that relationship finally ended, it was one of the most devastating things. And I couldn't figure out, I was like, what am I doing here? What is going on? And I jumped back into another relationship almost immediately after, like two weeks after. And this relationship was actually with a man who was 17 years older than me. He was 37 and I was 20 and he had a daughter and he was mentally, physically, emotionally abusive, not only to me, but to his daughter, to his mom. He was just very toxic, narcissist individual. And I let that go on for nine months, which when you look at relationships like that, I was extremely lucky to get out of something like that within nine months because most women are stuck in that for years, sometimes 20 plus years. And after I left him, I went back to my old boyfriend. So what is the cycle here? What is going on? Why am I doing this? Right? I'm, I'm dating a guy who doesn't respect me, doesn't love me, doesn't care about my goals, my dreams is telling me that it's impossible. He said to me once, you thrive off of people telling you that you can't. And I'm like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Wow. And it just, I decided one day I need something better. I need to move past this. And I packed up all my things and I left and I kind of blindsided him and it ended really nasty. And I remember sitting in my mom's living room, just crying and being like, this is the most awful feeling. And I had had that feeling before when I wanted to leave the 10 billion times and never did. And I was like, oh, I know what I do. I'll do to fix this. I'll just go back. I'll just go and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for leaving. And I don't know what clicked for me in that moment because something said to me, what the hell is wrong with you? If your only way to fix this is to go back to that city of a situation, something is wrong. So I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I, I need something. I need some type of help. I don't know. Therapy was not something in our family anyone had ever done or coaching or anything like that. I come from a very long line of cook genetics where we yell at each other and that's how we communicate and you don't go to therapy and it's just this whole thing. My uncle finally said, I will help pay for your life coach. Go see this guy. So I went to my first ever life coach and he was amazing. First thing he said to me when I sat down, he's like, you look like you're in a lot of pain. And I thought, well, no shit, dude. Like, obviously I went to him, I think for about eight to 12 weeks, everything that we talked about was very self-driven, very, just me trying to figure out who I was. Cause I had no clue. I had just been going from relationship to relationship, had lost myself. And I really started to build who Brie was or who I wanted her to be or who she used to be and got lost. I started going to the gym every single day. I started being a lot more aware of what I was putting in my body or how often I was putting it in my body. I started to look look at the people around me. And in that moment, all the people I talked to now were not a part of my life in those, in those days, my whole entire circle changed my whole energy changed. My whole world changed. I attracted people randomly on an airplane. I, things that I would never do. And I started showing up differently. Yeah. And I just started to really wake up. And I remember one time I went in there and I said, 
he's like, how are you feeling today? And I said, I'm feeling so freaking good. I'm, I'm just appreciating the little things. The trees are super green. The, the bird's song was so pretty, like just random little things that I was not noticing before because I was always focusing on my problems too. But you know what you did, Brie? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack some of the stuff you've shared already because there's a lot here. Yes. Yes. Um, is you, you know, I know people my age, I turned 61 this month, uh, that are just starting to figure out how to become aware of who they really want to be. So it's such a blessing, and I know you know this, to be t- your age, to have not only gone down a pretty toxic path, but to wake up one day and take responsibility for it and change it, right? And I'm curious, I want to go back just a little bit because I know that you've done a lot of work on this and thought through it a lot, but there might be other young adults listening to this thinking, wow, um, how do I get out of that situation or how do I not even go down that path? So do you have any idea, Brie, like what, what at 17 do you think triggered you to go into a relationship and then another one right after that? It was, I think it was image Mm. because I was in this small town and so adamant on not being a part of the small mindset and wanting bigger and better. When I met my first boyfriend, he was kind of, everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. Everybody wanted to be in his circle. It was a good circle to be in. Gotcha. And when I met him, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be in that circle too. And I constantly just started to try and prove myself to him. Yeah. He was a party animal. He was sleeping around. And my only goal was to make sure that I was the only person he was sleeping with. Mm. Interesting. That's so ridiculous. But it's not ridiculous, Bree, especially now because... Social media has made us believe that our identity is wrapped up in being a brand, uh, who you associate with, uh, image is everything. Yes. And, And I'm so glad you're saying this because what happened is, and you've said this already, is you gave up being the real Brie to put somebody else on, um, for protection, to make you feel better, whatever it is, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. And the another biggest thing that I noticed with him was that everything I saw in him, like, oh, you know, my family raced and he races and he wins first place and he believes in himself. That's the only, that is the only place in his life that he did believe in himself. Mm. And I was constantly trying to figure out his problems. And I was constantly trying to be like, you're good enough. You're good enough. You're good enough when I was getting the exact opposite in return. Right, wow. Wow, so I, and I, can, I can relate to this, girl. I'm way older than you, obviously. But even in my day, way before social media, there was so much of women especially getting wrapped up in needing a relationship to, com- to complete them or to be that image or to be something bigger than what they think they are because they don't have the confidence at that age, right? And I know this is your focus, especially, uh, I think you're mostly working with, um, you want to work with women that are younger, right? To help them with their confidence. Women just who are going through that struggle. I do have, it's interesting because I have the salon and I would say that it's probably a good 50-50 majority 
And it is shocking to me sometimes that I want to, I learn from everybody around me. And what's been interesting for me lately is that I learn as much. It's kind of this thing, like you're older, you're wiser, right? Yeah. And so I've always been with my clients. They can teach me something. The youngest client that I have is 15 years old and she, I've coached people from 15 to 65, but she has taught me a ton as well. And that's, what's been eye opening for me right now is that I can learn just as much from younger as you do older yeah, and everywhere in between. Which is another very impressive thing about you, Bree, is because um, I don't know that there are, there are so many young adults about your age that are aware that, that they're still learning to do and you'll be learning for the rest of your life. Um, and you learn from people like, like me. I also, you know, I'm learning from you right now, right? Um, and it's, it is a constant awareness, number one, of who you really want to be. I want to talk more about that. And then taking responsibility for everything in your life. And I'm sure that was a big part of your coaching. Absolutely. Because when I got finished with my coaching, it was, you get to choose the biggest thing he said to me, he says, if you walk into an ice cream shop and there's chocolate and vanilla, which one do you choose? And I said, vanilla. And he said, why? And we spent the next hour going over reasons why I would choose vanilla. When the answer he was looking for, which I eventually came up with was, I chose it because I fucking can. Yeah. I can. I chose it because I can choose it. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. You don't have to have reasons why you don't owe anybody an explanation. And I would always ask him, oh, I did this and I reacted this way, but I don't know why. And he would just say to me, just take a step back. And instead of asking yourself why, just go, hmm, that was interesting that I reacted that way. Yeah. And then you love every part of you in whichever way you react, because sometimes it might feel a little crazy. (laughs) Another big nugget that you just shared is that instead of beating yourself up, putting yourself down, all the negative self-talk. Why did I do that? Why would I do that? Stupid. You know, all the things which takes most people years to get through is to just kind of look at it from a standpoint of, okay, like a science project. Like you just said, huh? wonder why I thought that. Or I wonder why I did that with no judgment. Right. Just picking it apart and then giving yourself some compassion. Is that all right? Yeah. I love that. So, you're, you still have the salon. You're yes. running that. Get the coffee th- thing going. <laughs> yes. And the coaching. So tell me how the coaching and the speaking is going. What are you focusing on right now? My biggest thing is I love the salon with all my heart. I am really, really good at what I do. I don't accept any new clients. I love the clients that I have. I've wanted to work more into getting new clients. It's just, I want to be able to do more of my coaching and make a bigger impact that way. I what I'm doing on the coaching right now is just helping those women figure out what it is that they want. That's your first step. My, my three-step process is awaken, align, achieve. Okay. The biggest step for me was my awakening process. People think, oh, no, it's the achieve. You want to achieve all these great things and have goals. And yes, we want to achieve that. But we have to figure out what that even is first. What is your 
definition of an extraordinary life. What does that mean to you personally? It doesn't have to mean I want to be a millionaire. It can be, I want to be the best stay at home mom that I can. I want to build a business or I want to be a good athlete. It can be anything that you want it to be, but we have to figure out what that is. So through the awakening process, it's a lot of self-reflection. It's a lot of exercises like we just talked about, about not beating yourself up, little baby steps. My biggest issue when I started, I wasn't breathing, Carrie. Yeah. I wasn't breathing. Yeah. Most people don't even know that there's a correct way to breathe. So through the awakening process, we figure out, are you breathing? (laughs) Are you eating? Are you sleeping? What are we doing to our body? Because our body controls our mind. Yeah. Tony Robbins said, if I want to change my mind, I go to my body to do it. So we need to awaken and figure out what it is that we want and what we need in our life. And through the alignment, go ahead. No, finish that thought. So through the alignment process is okay. What do I need to align with what I have awakened with? I want A, B, C, and D. How am I going to get it? What is the goal? So that is where we go through our goal process and make a plan. And after our plan and our processes and everything is figured out, then we go and we set out to achieve those things. And here's the tools and or people and or connections that we might have to lead you in that direction. Well, this is why you and I connected so quickly, my friend, because you know what I do is same thing, probably different, different details in the process, but uh, assessing your life, figuring out where you are, you know, how you doing uh, in every area of your life, because we can't make a vision without knowing where we are right now and making some changes, right? So that's the awakening that you're talking about. Then the big thing is writing a vision, which I've taught to, you know, thousands of people, more than thousands of people now on how to get it out of your head and onto paper and what's real for you of what you want. Uh, And I use a target point of getting people to think three years out, Brie, because I need them to have a target instead of just thinking someday I want to be doing this and someday that, right? So writing the vision, getting clear on what you really want, and then take the vision and go, all right, this is the life I want. Now I need to put an action plan behind it. So I love it. Absolutely. 26-year-old version of me. (laughs) I love that. Good. Good. That's a good place to be. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your vision now, Brie? If you were to think out, uh, let's say three years, what are you seeing? What do you want your life to look like? Three years from now, I would like to be speaking on more stages, for sure. Full-time coaching. My biggest thing that I'm super excited about is creating a community of women. Women need more friends. They need more like-minded people. They need people who understand them. I've realized that's a lot of where my healing journey and a lot of my stuff comes from is from my people and from my friends and my girlfriends and my sister-in-laws or my mother-in-law, the other women in your life and learning and loving them for who they are. That's one of the biggest things that I have noticed in my coaching journey. And so I just want to create more of that. I want to create a community. I want to create so much more confidence in this world. It's so hard with social media. I want to create more transparency on there and share what's actually going on and ways to help you fix it or acknowledge it. I don't want you to come on my profile and be like, I'm just comparing myself to this person. I want to be like them. I want you to know that I'm a real 
broken human being with real problems and here's how I fix it. And I'm learning just as much as you are every day. I know also that you've been through a lot of recent adversity, losing some friends, Mm -hmm. um, which is very challenging again at your age to have to go through that, that level of loss. Right. Um, and probably there are other young adults out there that are also going through some pretty tough stuff. So what helps you get through it, Brie? Okay. I'll give them a little background really quick. I, um, had a best friend growing up in this small town of 20 years. You guys, she was my best friend of 20 years. I have pictures of us at six years old together. She was killed in a motorcycle accident back in October. Suddenly her and I went to brunch the day before she died. She was my person, my best friend. And she passed in October and exactly two months to the day later, our other best friend, I liked that song plays in my head were the three best friends that anybody could have. <laughs> so, so she passed exactly two months to the day later of cancer. She had been struggling for a long time. And my friend Gabby and I had always been like, we were going to be there for each other. We know, like we knew she was going to die. And for it to put that huge spin on me and lose them both within two months of each other is, I don't, you know, I don't even know my biggest thing of healing through that journey and moving forward through things that are hard is staying awake. My main message to this world is to stay awake. And to what that means is you just float through life. You know, you get lost in, it might be alcohol. It might be drugs. It might be depression. It might be staying inside your room. It might be a television show. It could be pornography. It could be anything, but you're, you are floating through life being asleep because you don't want to handle the issues in front of you. Yeah. And the biggest thing and my biggest words of advice is to stay awake. And what that means is to remember why you started doing what you're doing. Remember why life goes up and it goes down and it's a roller coaster. And I could have gone through all of those relationships and then hit my peak of going to the gym and, and learning all these new things and feeling awake and free and alive. And then everything's going great. And then both of your best friends die. Yeah. So then what do you do? Do you fall asleep again and turn to your alcohol and your drugs and, and whatever it is, or are you going to honor them in the best way that you know how and the best way that you deserve for you keep yourself in mind and what you deserve. And it is your extraordinary life. What is that? Go back to the very fucking beginning of why you even started. And that is your extraordinary life. And you need to keep working towards it. And in order to do that, you need to stay awake. Why did you start? How good did you feel last time that happened? And there's going to be another down. I'm 26 years old. There's going to be another down at some point. And if you can continue to stay awake, remember to breathe, remember to take care of your body, remember to set new goals and live for the people that you care about. There's no other way to do it. So, so good. And I've had to do the same thing, obviously, because you know, I've lost my son and my husband. Um, and those, that was exactly the choices that I made too. Um, it's not always easy. I wish that I could tell you now it's been almost nine and six years since this happened, uh, that it's gone away completely. It just never will. Um, but like you, I just want to keep honoring them. Right. Which is one of the biggest reasons I'm doing this podcast is to bring people on and talk about their adversities. And I thank you 
for being vulnerable and sharing that because I know it's not easy. But other people need to know that there are people who have gone through some pretty tough stuff and they're using their pain for a purpose. And that's what this is all about. Yes. I have noticed huge changes in myself when, and it helps to have a supportive group. You need to have a support system. My husband has been a great, big, huge support system because when I start to slip into those times, he's like, Hey, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. So it's challenging. I'm not saying it's not challenging and that it's so easy to stay awake, but what I'm saying is just remember that that's there. Remember to stay awake. And if you are consciously asleep, that's okay. Conscious awareness of you being asleep and you choosing to sit and be in that time for a moment is okay. It is okay to grieve. It's okay to take that time. It's okay to acknowledge that maybe that's not the healthiest thing for you, but it's what you need right now. That's okay. It's when you're unaware that you're doing that and you're unaware of any future in front of you. That's dangerous. So wise, my friend, because um, this year I actually decided to take a very intentional pause on several things, um, but it was a conscious decision. And sometimes I have slipped into thinking, okay, am I just chickening out? Am I chickening out? Am I like trying to run from the situation? Is that why I'm what I'm doing? And I know for sure that's not what I'm doing at all. I needed to take an intentional pause to get caught up with everything that's happened in the past 10 years of my life and where I'm at right now. So I think it's good that you made that distinction because it's, it's, it's a fine line that you can cross. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So good. So if anybody's out there listening, who is going through some really tough stuff and it's rocking their world in their confidence, in their courage, they're doubting who they are. Um, what would be just three little tips of advice that you would give? Number one is to stay awake. Um, stay awake is my biggest one because it can cover so many, so many things, but remember who you are. Remember when you have felt the most light, if you are in a dark place, I know you've felt some type of light before because life goes up and it goes down, but I want you to just close your eyes and picture what that place of light looked like to you and then try and figure out what it was that you were doing in your life at that time. Maybe you were making more decisions to eat healthy. Maybe you were spending time with a friend. Maybe you were in service to others and kind of look at that and look at what you're doing now and say, oh, I'm not doing enough service. Something that has helped me a ton is reflecting on back of times where I felt the best and I've realized I'm not exactly doing the same things that I was doing at that time. So I'll make a more conscious decision to eat better or to go outside or to go for a walk. My biggest thing for me is I love grounding in nature. I love going out because for me, that's where I go see my friends. I go where they are because I believe in energy and ever flowing and together. And so if I can go outside and get some sun on my face it's all I need for a minute. So stay awake and see the world around you and feel it and look to when you were in the most light and try and do those things. So good. This is the reason I wanted you on, Brie. Just did a lot, whole lot of wisdom dropping in a short period of time. <laughs> and I'm just uh, in awe of you inspired 
by you. I can't wait to see you just expand to all the things that you are envisioning and already doing. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting. I'm, I'm excited and nervous and all the things. <laughs> that never goes away either. A lot of people, a lot of people think the fear will go away one day. It just doesn't. Good. You just That's what move drives through us. it. Yeah. So Good. thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. You're awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and that you'll seek Brie Cook out. She's all over Instagram because I follow her there. And I am just here to remind you to keep looking up. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, please share it with a friend or a family member. In order to be successful on this mission, I can't do it alone. Connect with me at www.carryconley.com. And don't forget to sign up for my weekly Do It On Purpose newsletter. Let's build this life-giving vision movement together to end this epidemic, save lives, and create purpose. <music>